August 1st, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and as always, I am honored that you are joining me on this journey. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 30 and 31, as always, reading out of the New Living Translation. 2 Chronicles chapter 30, verse 1. King Hezekiah now sent word to all Israel and Judah, and he wrote letters of invitation to the people of Ephraim and Manasseh. He asked everyone to come to the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel. The king, his officials, and all the community of Jerusalem decided to celebrate Passover a month later than usual. They were unable to celebrate it at the prescribed time because not enough priests could be purified by then, and the people had not yet assembled at Jerusalem. This plan for keeping the Passover seemed right to the king and all the people, so they sent a proclamation throughout all Israel from Beersheba in the south to Dan in the north, inviting everyone to come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel. The people had not been celebrating it in great numbers as required in the law. At the king's command, runners were sent throughout Israel at Judah. They carried letters that said, O people of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel so that he will return to the few of us who have survived the conquest of the Assyrian kings. Do not be like your ancestors and relatives who abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and became an object of derision as you yourselves can see. Do not be stubborn as they were, but submit yourselves to the Lord. Come to his temple, which he has set apart as holy forever. Worship the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your relatives and your children will be treated mercifully by their captors, and they will be able to return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. If you return to him, he will not continue to turn his face from you. And as we pause here for a second, that is the uh, the great thing about our God, amen? that uh, he is merciful to those who seek him. Um, people say, I feel far from God, and I would just say, if you turn, God is there. Uh, it's, it's not God who has went away, it's, it's probably you. And uh, God is good to all, all those who would repent, to turn from their ways to his ways. He, he is merciful. Verse 10. The runners went from town to town throughout Ephraim and Manasseh, and as far as the territory of Zebulun. But most of the people just laughed at the runners and made fun of them. However, some people from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and went to Jerusalem. At the same time, God's hand was on the people in the land of Judah, giving them all one heart to obey the orders of the king and his officials, who were following the word of the Lord. So a huge crowd assembled at Jerusalem in mid-spring to celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. They set to work and removed the pagan altars from Jerusalem. They took away all the incense altars and threw them into the Kidron Valley. On the fourteenth day of the second month, one month later than usual, the people slaughtered the Passover lamb. They shamed the priests and Levites, so they purified themselves and brought burnt offerings to the temple of the Lord. Then they took their places at the temple, as prescribed in the law of Moses, the man of God. The Levites brought the sacrificial blood to the priest, who then sprinkled it on the altar. Since many of the people had not purified themselves, the Levites had to slaughter their Passover lamb for them, to set them apart for the Lord. Most of those who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulun had not purified themselves. But King Hezekiah prayed for them, and they were allowed to eat the Passover meal anyway, even though this was contrary to the requirements of the law. For Hezekiah said, May the Lord, who is good, pardon those who decide to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors, even though they are not properly cleansed for the ceremony. And the Lord listened to Hezekiah's prayer and healed the people. 
So the people of Israel who were present in Jerusalem joyously celebrated the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. Each day the Levites and priests sang to the Lord, accompanied by loud instruments. Hezekiah encouraged all the Levites regarding the skill that they displayed as they served the Lord. The celebration continued for seven days. Peace offerings were sacrificed, and the people gave thanks to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. The entire assembly then decided to continue the festival another seven days. So they celebrated joyfully for another week. King Hezekiah gave the people 1,000 bulls and 7,000 sheep and goats for offerings, and the officials donated 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep and goats. Meanwhile, many more priests purified themselves. The entire assembly of Judah rejoiced, including the priests, the Levites, all who came from the land of Israel, the foreigners who came to the festival, and all those who lived in Judah. There was great joy in the city, for Jerusalem had not yet seen a celebration like this one since the days of Solomon, King David's son. Then the priests and Levites stood and blessed the people, and God heard their prayer from his holy dwelling in heaven. Moving on to chapter 31, verse 1. When the festival ended, the Israelites who attended went to all the towns of Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh, and they smashed all the sacred pillars, cut down the Asherah poles, removed the pagan shrines and altars. After this, the Israelites returned to their own towns and homes. Hezekiah then organized the priests and Levites into divisions to offer the burnt offerings and peace offerings, and to worship and give thanks and praise to the Lord at the gates of the temple. The king also made a personal contribution of animals for the daily morning and evening burnt offerings. The weekly Sabbath festivals, the monthly new moon festivals, and the annual festivals as prescribed in the law of the Lord. In addition, he required the people of Jerusalem to bring a portion of their goods to the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves fully to the law of the Lord. When the people of Israel heard these requirements, they responded generously by bringing the first share of their grain, new wine, olive oil, honey, and all the produce of their fields. They brought a large quantity, a tithe, of all they had produced. The people who had moved to Judah from Israel and the people of Judah themselves brought in the tithes of their cattle, sheep, and goats, and a tithe of the things that had been dedicated to the Lord their God, and they piled up them up in great heaps. They began piling them up in late spring, and heaps continued to grow until early autumn. When Hezekiah and his officials came and saw these huge piles, they thanked the Lord and his people Israel. Where did all this come from? Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites. And Azariah the high priest from the family of Zadok replied, Since the people began bringing their gifts to the Lord's temple, we have had enough to eat and plenty to spare. The Lord has blessed his people, and all this is left over. Hezekiah ordered that storerooms be prepared in the temple of the Lord. When this was done, the people faithfully brought all the gifts, tithes, and other items dedicated for use in the temple. Conaniah the Levite was put in charge, assisted by his brother Shemaiah. The supervisors under them were Jehil, Azaiah, Nathan, Ashiel, Jeremoth, Josabad, Eliel, Issamachiah, Maath, and Benaiah. These appointments were made by King Hezekiah and Azariah, the chief official in the temple of God. Kor, son of Imnah, the Levite, who was the gatekeeper at the east gate, was put in charge of distributing the voluntary offerings given to God, the gifts, and the things that had been dedicated to the Lord. His faithful assistants were Eden, Maniah, Jeshua, Shemaiah, Amariah, and Shekiah. They distributed the gifts among the families of priests in their towns by divisions, dividing the gifts fairly among old and young alike. They distributed the gifts to all males three years old or older. Regardless of their place in the genealogical records, the distribution went to all who would come to the Lord's temple to perform their daily duties according to their divisions. They distributed gifts to the priests who were listed by their families in the genealogical records and to the Levites 20 years old or older who were listed according to their jobs and their divisions. Food allotments were also given to the families 
of all those listed in the genealogical records, including their little babies, wives, sons, and daughters, for they had all been faithful in purifying themselves. As for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, who were living in the open villages around the towns, men were appointed by name to distribute portions to every male among the priests and to all the Levites listed in the genealogical records. In this way, King Hezekiah handled the distribution throughout all Judah, doing what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. And all that he did in the service of the temple of God and in his efforts to follow God's laws and commands. Hezekiah sought his God wholeheartedly. As a result, he was very successful. That concludes the Old Testament reading. Moving into the New Testament, Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 22. Romans 15, verse 1. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. And the things like this that Paul is talking about uh, from yesterday's reading uh, was the things that uh, Christians disagree on, the smaller things. So we have the, the close-handed, you know, you have to believe that Jesus is God, Jesus died for the sins of the world, these, these basic Christian beliefs that we hold tightly. Uh, but then there's those, those loosely held beliefs like uh, whether you eat according to the Jewish law or not. Um, in our day and age, we have different things that we argue and, and split about. And Paul uh, was telling us to live in harmony the best we can over those things. Verse or Chapter 15 is kind of continuing that. Chapter 15, verse 1. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As the scriptures say, The insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for the followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And then in another place, Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well. You can teach each other all about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need is this reminder. For by God's grace, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God, made holy by the Holy Spirit. So I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me bringing the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way I worked among them. They were convinced by the power of the miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Icarium. My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard. 
rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. I have been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures where it says, Those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have been heard of him will understand. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. And that concludes our New Testament reading. Moving in to the proverb of the day, we're going to be reading Proverbs chapter 20, verses 13 through 15. So you get three proverbs today. Proverbs 20, verse 13. If you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open, and there will be plenty to eat. The buyer haggles over the price, saying it's worthless, then brags about getting a bargain. Wise words are more valuable than much gold and many rubies. And finally, moving into our psalm of the day, we'll be reading Psalm 25, verses 1 through 15, in a posture of prayer. This is the 25th psalm, verses 1 through 15, a psalm of David, verse 1. O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Lord, this is my prayer, um, and I pray that it is the prayer of my listeners. I pray that as uh, I read those verses, uh, somebody today for the first time would pray this. O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Continuing on in verse 2. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love. For you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness. All who keep his covenant and obey his demands. For the honor of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Lord, thank you that you view me in the light of your unfailing love. And that unfailing love is shown uh, in a way that the psalmist um, could only have dreamed. And that is you sending your son, Jesus of Nazareth, to come. Take on my sin after living the perfect righteous life. And although he was the only one to ever deserve life, he was given death so that I might have life as he gives me his righteousness, atones for my sin, and now I get to be viewed in light of your unfailing love. Mercy after mercy after mercy. I no longer have to beg for forgiveness, but I thank you for the forgiveness that's been given to me in Jesus. And it draws me near and close to you. And Lord, your Holy Spirit is with me to give me power even now as I try to live this godly life. And Lord, I await the day in which I am fully restored and the world is fully restored. As Jesus comes back, not as a suffering servant, but as a ruling and reigning king. God, thank you for this gospel, and thank you for this reading. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for today's reading. Hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey reading through the Bible together.